Language is a very abstract concept, right? The, who decided that if I say the, the sound door, you know, that means something to us, you know, it's, it's the door that we open to enter a place. And if I say the sound, that's not, that's nothing, you know, it doesn't mean anything, but that's still a sound, you know, we, it's a very abstract concept. We, we have learned since we were young that these particular sounds are associated with a particular meaning or concept. And, and there is a, a part in our brain that is responsible at all times to sift through all the sounds that you get from your environment and allow you to differentiate between ambient sound and language sounds. And then once you are able to process all of that, you then attach the meaning to each of the sounds and that's how language even starts to be processed in the brain. And there are other parts that sort of take over for you to you know, add the richness and texture of what it is that you are being told, how you're gonna respond to it, et cetera. So these are other things that we're not gonna cover today. But that initial process of, of understanding the sounds of language is what's being affected in these patients. And so that's why they start blanking on words because they can't hear them. They cannot hear what they sound like. And also they start having difficulty listening to people talk, especially if they are being told something that's really long because it's, there's, it's way more sounds, right? So if, if I were to tell you, get out, this, these are two, two sounds, two syllables. It's way easier to process than if I say, um, make sure to get ready, we are going now for dinner, we're gonna be late, it starts at 8 p.m. This is a lot of sounds that the brain now has to process. So for people who have this variant of Alzheimer's disease, they would have a really hard time with these long sentences as opposed to shorter sentences. <clears throat> As, as the disease progresses, they may have more and more difficulty with language so that their communication might be really impaired. Some patients do, do become sort of close to mute or, or unable to really provide any meaningful conversation. Um, early on, it might also affect calculation faculty because we're going to see this is in the part of the brain that's close to where we process sounds of language. Um, and then they may start developing more visual problems similar to the, first, to the group that I showed you. Uh, uh, right before this one. These patients probably also have a lot of memory problems that might be hard to detect because if you cannot speak, we may not have an opportunity to know that you forgot something because it, it may not come up in a conversation. And let me show you just a video of a patient that has this, and, and this is a test that we give to these patients in order to see how they're processing the sounds of language. The test is really simple. We ask them to repeat a sentence. And repeating a sentence does not require you to really understand it. All that it requires you to do is to be able to process the sounds of that sentence and reproduce these sounds. And so people may not be able to understand what they're saying, uh, but they may still be able to repeat it. However, uh, uh, people with this variant of Alzheimer's disease have a really hard time. So let me just play this real quick. Can you repeat this phrase? Um, today was a warm and sunny day. Today was a wonder and funny day. <laughs> in, in Sunday, that's what it was. Today was a warm and sunny day. Sunday, right. Can you repeat that again? Yes, it was. It said that today was a sun. Was oh god, summer and huh? Maybe trying to go too fast. It's tricky, isn't it? Yeah. Let's start with something easier. How about today is Monday? Monday. Today is Monday. 
Mm-hmm. How about uh, the flowers were in the park? The flowers were in the park. So in the in the. In the uh... All right. So you notice how he's really struggling with these sounds, even when those sentences were relatively sort of simple. Um, and what's interesting, and if you notice, there were some errors in the words that he he made. They sounded like what she was saying, but they were not the right words. You know, he said summer uh, as opposed to sunny day. And this is an error that often these patients make because as they are searching for the sounds, other sounds, you know, are being grasped in the brain and they're going there. So this is to show you where in the brain this is. So again, I'm going to reorient you like we did the first time. This is the top, the, the front of the, of, the, of the head. Or actually, you can see here the top of the, these are the top of the eyes. So that's the face here. That's the back. This is your left side. This is your right side. And I'm going to bring your attention to this part of the brain where you see that there is a lot of spaces, like this big space here, some of these spaces here, as compared to that side of the brain. So this is the right. This is the left. This is part of the parietal lobe, which I showed you earlier, but it's a little bit lower. And um, it is where we are processing uh, some of these sounds of, of language. And this is the reason why these patients struggle.